Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PA Podcast Express, episode number Niner 5276. Niner 5276. Niner 5276 E slash 1. Yes, point 0.3. Yes. Yeah. Sounds great. Because I've, I've hit record here a couple times and I had stuff not correct. It is correct now. It is correct. You can hear us out there? They can hear us. Well, good whatever the time of the day it is you're listening to us. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is the PNA Podcast Express full episode podcast. It is Tuesday, and yes, it is actually Tuesday. It is actually Tuesday. Wow. Normally we've been kind of... Uh... Well, we had one Monday in there that we had to record on because there were other things going on on Tuesday. But we are back to our, this feels right. This does feel, all's right with the world. So if you want to email the podcast, Pablo Nancy Acrobat. Nice. <laughs> podcast Express at gmail.com. That's P-N-A, Podcast Express at gmail.com. I like what you did there. That was, <laughs> that was good. And, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about this through the week, that we're going to shamelessly plug ourselves a little bit. We, we're to the point where we need to, I feel like. Yeah, I don't think that there is probably a better gift that you can get for free to give somebody than to turn them on to our podcast and let them listen to it. Absolutely. Here's what I say. If you enjoy our podcast, share it with three different people that you like. If you hate our podcast, share it with five people you hate. Yes, exactly. Right? And if you're kind of in the middle, share it with both. I mean, in-laws, outlaws, parents, grandparents. I mean, tell everybody listen to episode two, especially grandparents. They'll love it. Yes, uh, episode two, which, was, which does not get the the love it the should. love it should. But I was giving myself love in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably that's why it's not uh, not in our top seven list. <laughs> It is on our top seven list because this is actually the eighth episode. Whoa, whoa, you're pulling back the curtain there a little I bit know, too much for I you, know. my friend. Well, you know, I, I like the Niner. So the Niner. Ne- next episode was it is going to be. No, it was cordless. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, next the next episode, I'm going to be pretty excited. <clears throat> of course, because that Niner will just slide right in. Yeah, it, it'll be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate. So you know what's grinding? I have an axe to grind. Okay. I, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so since when in the hell did Mariah Carey become the face of Christmas music? Oh. Have you noted this? Have you noted this? Anytime anybody mentions Christmas music or they're playing, they show a picture of that crazy bitch Mariah Carey. It's off-putting to me. Yeah. She's very talented. I will give her that. But yeah, she's but, just a psycho. You know, she hits those notes right. that there's a lot of glass ornaments and, and things made of glass. <laughs> right. I don't think it's wise to put her on a hi-fi in your house with no. all of that around. You're going to be cleaning up. But, I mean, when I think about Christmas music, I think of the classics. I think of the, the Bing Crosby, the Dean Martin, uh, Johnny Burl Mathis. Ives. Burl Ives. Very good pull right there. Um, Andy Williams, the most wonderful time of the year. I mean, that's a classic. Elvis. Even Elvis did a lot of great Christmas music. I'm even going to say modern classic, Harry Connick Jr., yeah, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. Jose Feliciano, Feliz yes. Navidad. Yes. I mean, that's some good I shit right I understand some of the words in that song. <laughs> a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hablo Espanol, huh? Yeah. Hablo Espanol. Yeah. You get a little bit of it. But Mariah Carey has become the face of Christmas music, and it's just very, very off-putting to me. If I had to pick a, a face of Christmas music from the past, say, 30 years, I would pick Wham instead of Mariah Carey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, 
And most people have probably forgotten. They're like, wham, did they? Oh, they did. They did do some Christmas music. Wham did. Although, if I had to pick a Christmas song that drives me the most crazy, it's probably from 1984, Band-Aid. Do they even know it's Christmas? That song just drives me batshit crazy for some reason. Yeah, it's it's a depressing Christmas song. Isn't right. the whole point of Do they a, even know it's Christmas? Like... What the hell, man? Pretty sure, and they're pretty sad because they aren't getting anything. And they're all sitting there, you know, all these people have deep pockets because they're all celebrities, and they're singing about poor people. How does that help poor people? I don't understand. We're giving a, pro- we're giving a portion of the proceeds to yes. the poor people after we take off the first 80%. <laughs> Sir Paul McCartney's sitting up there being like, oh, it's not like I, uh, I've never had a gig that really paid that much, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, he's hurting. He's <laughs> like... So Christmas. Mariah Carey, do you remember the the Cribs episode where she decided to take a bath in the middle of the filming of the Cribs episode? I probably didn't make it to the middle of her Cribs episode. (laughs) I'll be totally honest. That's fair. You know, I'm kind of ashamed of myself that I did now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm kind of sitting here questioning the whole future of this podcast based on that. Hey, (laughs) if things fall apart, everybody... Bookmark this moment, because yes. that's when it was. This is when the wheels fell off of the Express. I'm over it. Okay. I'm over it. I forgive you. Let's let bygones be bygones. Anyway, Mariah Carey, she dates these multi-billionaires, too. Like, she doesn't have enough money and hasn't sold millions of records herself. It's it's very ridiculous. She's also the face of now known for... Anyway, I'll just... I'm going to drop this. I just wanted to get that out there. That It really grinds my gears. Get it off your chest. It, yeah. that's, I mean, part of this is therapy. We right. don't, you know... We don't always know what we're going to talk about, but there's sometimes there's that thing that enters your brain as you're coming in, and right. I can understand why that bothers you. It, it, it really does. What is your favorite Christmas song? Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Uh, no. no. I, I, well, actually, I do, but it, probably nobody's ever heard of most of them. I, <laughs> several years ago, uh-huh. all of my Guitar Hero guys got together, and they did an album called Merry Axmas. Okay, Merry Axmas. Yep, and there is a... Uh, there is a song, and I'm drawing a blank on who did it now, and it's right, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Blues artist Johnson, Eric Johnson. Okay. Um, Stellar name. Yeah, he does. He does one on there. There's uh, there's one by the Brian Seitzer Orchestra. It's just That's really, good, really well yeah. put together. And I know I have to listen to somebody sing about something because it's all instrumental. Right. So you know, it's. Uh, you prefer the more instrumental rather than... Yeah. Okay. It's still very festive. They're all songs that you know, but you don't have to listen to somebody butcher it because yeah. the classics are good. But when you get into these ones that people have redone and they got to they gotta make it their own, as they say, they, right. they just make it bad. They put their own spin on it. And yeah, it's your terrible. own is bad. Yeah. That's what I want to tell them. Your, your own is bad. It's kind of like uh, years from now when somebody tries to recreate the magic of this podcast and put their own spin on it and be like, no, that, that doesn't work, man. Yeah, the people should be like, you're bad and you should feel bad. It's kind of like when they rebooted Ghostbusters with all women. And I don't have a problem with it being all women. It's just the fact that the movie was bad. They could have gotten funny women. Yeah. Would have been an improvement. <laughs> the hard, it's hard, you're hard for us to yeah. find funny women, though. I, well, we just lost a lot of listeners. <laughs> I'm joking. That's my favorite joke. <sighs> That's what one of my buddies is like, who are your favorite female comedians? I'm like, female what? <laughs> well, you know, they, they, I really like Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. N- not great in that movie. Just, I just, their chemistry was just jacked from the beginning, I felt like. And how do you... They were e- trying too hard, I thought. Even Ghostbusters 2 right. was not phenomenal no. cinema. 
But the original Ghostbusters with the chemistry that those guys had oh, and yeah. you know everything that they they did in that movie and it was just so new and fresh and it was like okay, yeah, that you just don't try and recreate that. I remember Ghostbusters the first one very well. It's a movie near and dear to my heart because I was actually in the old Sandusky Theater watching it when they announced that the Tigers won the World Series back in 1984. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I remember it, it all ties right in. They beat the Padres that year. That had to be just about the greatest day of your life. Yeah, the sad part is I was only six years old. Yeah, so, you peaked. Um, yeah, shit. <laughs> you know, I, I have spoken with a therapist about this, and uh, she said, so you feel the best day of your life was when you were six years old. I said, well, one of, I, I don't want to say the best, but one of, you know, top five at least. And the rest were, of course, my children being born, because that's always a, a miraculous event. But other than that, it's been pretty much downers pretty much every day. So, hmm, man, watching Ghostbusters with my family in the old theater and getting, the, hearing the announcement that the Tigers have won the World Series, yeah, that was a, that was a top day. That was top-notch, top-tier. That, that old theater was special, because the seats were old. Yeah. If you went there with, like, four people, you had to search for a spot where there were four seats in a row right, cause that, that worked well. They were in order, yeah. And they had that, that crushed, plush kind of... Yeah, that crushed velvet. Velvet, yeah. It's a, velveteen seats. Yeah. They were super, like, thick and plush, too. I mean... Some were. Some were pretty matted, though. Some, some didn't and even I don't have even a seat. Want, you know, I would never, ever in the history of that place, if it were still around, take a black light in there for no, sure. No, no, no. You'd be scared as shit. Imagine the gobs of goo you'd find everywhere. Oh, I, I, I would hate to look at those seat backs. I mean, how many people have ejected in that fucking place? <laughs> I'm sure the number is astounding. <laughs> Send us an email if that happened to you at any point. Tell us the story. That's P-N-A. Pablo, Pablo Nancy, Nancy Alcatraz. Acro- Alcatraz. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Express pod, or Podcast Express. Yeah, what is it with you with the Express com. Podcast? Are I always are you flip like... around. I'm dyslexic when it comes to the name of okay. our own podcast. I'm not, I, not dyslexic anywhere else, but just there. Uh, For some reason, I, 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 I've done it on social media. I do it when we talk about it. I think it was episode four and episode seven. I said it six. I said it wrong like three different times. Yeah. You know, it's a if, running gag now. If you, if you get the gumption to email us, let us know huh. if you'd ever like to hear like a live where we can take some feedback while we're doing the podcast from people. I, I think at some point we need to do a I live. Know, I know three or four people right now that are going to be all for that. Yeah, Cause um, I mostly because they're going to. The right? Yeah, they're going to harass us a bit. Well, they can which harass I'm, us all. I'm all much. for. I mean, I, bring it on. For. Bring it on. I mean, I can feed off that energy. It's kind of like. Um, when I do the radio stuff, it's it's like if there's no energy in return, it's tough. Where when people call in and you can interact, you can you can get a lot of that energy and you can harness it and you can really run with it. I feel I feel that would be that'd be great. We should do that sometime. I think we should. It, it might have to be a uh, you know like a regular or once a month thing that we do where we actually invite the feedback in and. and Tell them we're doing a live well, Let's one. get some live feedback right now. If you're listening to us in your car right now, honk your horn so we know you're listening. Yeah. We'll, we'll just hang out here until somebody honks their horn. Yeah. Then we know that they're listening to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're not even live right now, which is the beauty of it. We're going to be sitting here a <laughs> long-ass time. I we may be feeling. here three or four days, yeah. but, you know. Mm. That's okay. That'll be all right. Yeah. What, so what else? What's on your mind this week? You know... My mind has been pretty blank, really? but if, but if I had to if I had to pick something that really this week has grinded my gears, it, it would be Microsoft. <laughs> Isn't that every week if you're a PC user? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, uh, 
Yeah. That's Bill, your, that's part of, big part of your job, though. Bill Gates can get bent. So Bill Gates is a cocksucker. He is, and he's he's evil for more than just Windows. <laughs> you know, he, he's just kind of evil all the way he's around. Kind of evil all the way around. Yeah. Well, you know, rich people that are extremely wealthy didn't get that way by accident, though. They pretty much fucked a lot of people over it. Oh yeah, and he he, he has a uh, a tremendous amount of. Uh, He's got a lot of notches on his. He's got board. a list of. He, he has a pile of people he stepped over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just left bodies in his wake. What an <laughs> asshole! What an asshole! One of the largest foundations, uh, charitable wise, in the United States, though. Yeah. Because he can. Why not? Right. And on that note, if Microsoft would like to sponsor the podcast, <laughs> feel free to email us at pnapodcastexpress at gmail and for that matter, if anybody would like to sponsor this train wreck, just send us an email at uh, at uh, Picasso uh, Nancy Acrobat Express Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast, Express. <laughs> Podcast Express at gmail.com. You know what else grinds my gears when people can't get the damn email, right? <laughs> <laughs> huh. I got an email back from Marty. It says Mailer Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Sounds important. He really. He really found our podcast undeliverable. <laughs> well, I'm shocked that the website we go through hasn't said that yet. That this is just undeliverable. Content. Yeah, I'm waiting for Apple to come back and just be like, you know, we reviewed this when you were a couple episodes in, but then we got to episode two, and uh, yeah, you're probably not for us. We're good. We're yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, you know, oh, well, we'll delete it. No, no, we kind of are ashamed that we ever put it on our our web hosting sites, like, you can have your money back. It's okay. We're good. No, I mean, really, though, if episode two is our low bar, I'm okay with that. that that's that's still pretty solid. For those of you solid. keeping track at home, episode two is the episode where I graphically told my story about getting caught uh, with my first black eye. Yes. So, yes. So, if you're curious about that and you don't have anything else to do to occupy your time, click on episode two. I kind of froze up a little bit this week, I'm not going to lie, because my mother said, oh, you have a podcast now. I'd love to listen sometime. And I'm like, just don't listen to episode two. Yeah, she might not get that far. She'll have to go, yeah, <laughs> episode one. I mean, I don't think she feels as strongly as we do about beef jerky, so episode one probably won't be her uh, cup of tea, perhaps. Yeah, she'll she'll probably lose all of her uh, want. Maybe, and maybe she'll... Maybe she'll go by the rankings and won't get down that far <laughs> to get to it. I, I only want to listen to the best. And I'm like, just because it's ranked top doesn't mean it was the best. Look at, right. Mar- look at Mariah Carey's Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, it's ranked up there highly, too, but it's garbage. Yeah. I bet she kills puppies, too. She probably has puppy killing parties with Cardi B. Ooh, I bet you she does. Yeah. I mean, they both have similar assets, so why wouldn't they? Yeah. That are not real. So. Yeah. And I'm sure a shared hatred for puppies. That's right. You know, I don't know how you could ever hate a puppy. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't think Nick Cage hates puppies, though. He just hates himself, I feel like. Yeah, well, I think he kind of hates everything a little bit. A little bit. You know, He puts a little bit of that hate into every single role he What he doesn't hate is bad scripts. No, he does not. He just loves them. He will take a bad script all day. You know what? I would, too, though. If I, I mean, I would go all... Bill Gates if it came to a, me trying to get a bad script if I got offered that kind of money. Oh, yeah. I'd be stepping over people. I'd be cashing checks and breaking necks, my friend. 
Since we're talking about actors. Okay, go ahead. Another actor who is always the same in every movie he does, and I won't say it's good. Do you honestly know when you flip on um, Pretty Woman and Richard Gere's in a scene, and then you flip the channel and you go to The Bodyguard, do you know that you switched? I mean, the only thing he's good in is Dances with Wolves because that was such a phenomenal movie, but he's not that great in it. This is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I can concur. Yeah. He's very one-dimensional. Very one-dimensional. He basically plays, the, he's the Pauly Shore of serious roles there, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he's so monotone. Right. You know, and then the wolf came out, and I think he knew me, and I think he recognized me, and I think we shared a loneliness out there. It's like, really? You're getting paid millions of dollars to sit there and monotonely read so a, here's uh, what you could a do. talk over part. Here's the pitch. Here's the pitch for Richard Gere. Then have him read audiobooks for people who have trouble sleeping. Yeah, he could be the cure for insomnia. Yeah, and I think that if you recast a new Ghostbusters with Richard Gere and Nick Cage, and then maybe you throw in any Wayans brother. I, there's like nine of them, so you can't. Yeah, yeah. pick anyone. Just there, you could make a worse. One than the last one that was produced. If you were trying to, <laughs> if you were trying to one up the the, the terribleness yeah. that happened, last like if time. you just wanted to grind that franchise into the ground and make sure that nothing was ever created in and its name again, piss on its grave. Yeah, yeah, that would do it. That would do it. <laughs> <laughs> any of the Wayne's brothers? Yeah, uh, any one of them. I I can appreciate that. Huh? I'm not. Now I'm got me thinking about Richard Gere. I really don't. I guess I'm not a fan of his movies because I've only, I don't remember him in anything but Pretty Woman. And uh, that movie just, I mean, it does not hold up. It is, if you watch it now, you're like, this is absurd. Yeah. The whole everything, the story, for one thing, I mean, we're all spoiled now. We have the internet and such, but but everything then was just, just, just terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was... It it did not hold up well, which is probably why you don't see it replayed that much. Wasn't that like one of the first movies that they like got an R rating, even though they like fought vehemently to try and, to make it so it wasn't because they wanted yeah. to appeal to a mass audience. It's about a prostitute giving a dude a blowjob in a hotel room. Of course, it's going to be. That's how it begins, per se. It's of course it's going to get rated R. Yeah. They were watching I Love Lucy when that happened. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. See, yep. this is what you do. Thanks. Uh -huh. You know my memory contains everything. And now you have to bring back these I have unleashed terrible it and you things. Jason Alexander was stellar in that movie, though. As yeah. the bad guy. Yeah. As the creepy guy. Put his he hands all creepy. over her. He is pretty creepy. Yeah. I mean, even in, you know, even in Seinfeld, yeah. as neutralized as George Costanza could be, he was still pretty creepy. You know what I always loved about that role is the neuroticism that he found something wrong with everyone he dated, even though all of them were way out of his league. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely. Like, he's like, oh, her pinky toe is misshapen. It's like, when the F do you look at a pinky toe? Yeah. You know? Well, and, you know, he works for the Yankees, and yeah. he's always screwing that up. My <laughs> favorite line is when they were looking to promote someone, and he, said, and he wasn't in the office, and he left his car parked there, and that's when his car got wrecked when they went out to watch. But long, you just watch the episode. When he said the line, trust me, being in that office could only hurt my chances. <laughs> That's what somebody said about what it, my last promotion. I'm like, trust me, being in the office could only hurt my chances. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I've, 
I feel like I would be excelling at my job much more if I wasn't there. No, my job, I'm so much better at my job when I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just because, you know, I, I wouldn't talk to people and they wouldn't realize that they don't want to talk to me. The you number know. one thing I think people, the takeaway when they talk to me is they, they usually say, what's wrong with that guy? Yeah, I feel like every time I walk away, that's the discussion that happens. I over-answer every single question. People will ask me a simple question, and I'll, I tend to go in, I'm an over-explainer, if, if you can't tell by this podcast. So, so, so I will go into, I'll give them the answer, but then I'll give them a 20 to, uh, 10 to 20 minute dissertation on why that is. And usually they'll be like, geez, that's the last time I asked that asshole a question. Or, I just needed a yes or no answer. So that'll take me into this segment of my friend's a dick and here's why. That's a or good a segue. Okay, a dick. So, I say dick, you say dink, dink. That's okay. They're interchangeable, but I want, really want to bring back dink. So okay. if you want to bring back dink, start using it. All right, Hashtag so dink. Go ahead. Explain why said friend is. Well, said friend is me. Uh, and excuse me. <laughs> so I'm... <laughs> we get done with a meeting the other day, right, okay. at work. And uh, we have a vendor that we deal with that nobody really seems to care for. And I'm sure he's not listening, so it won't matter. But And even if you are listening, just know no one cares for you. Right. Um, no, people care for you, sorry. In this day and age, we, we must be delicate. They don't like your services or offerings. Sure, it stops there. If you want to believe that, if that makes you feel better, yeah, it stops right. there. I guess then stop then. You are an <laughs> asshole and nobody cares. <laughs> so I made it known that I purposefully, so he's been very clear about his name. Is He doesn't go by the shortened version of his name. He goes by the elongated version of his name. And there's two ways to spell it. Okay. I purposefully, I even like go back and look to make sure I'm spelling it incorrectly. <laughs> just so that passively aggressively he knows i own him and i explained this to everybody after the meeting at length and they just all looked at me like what an oh, asshole you are batshit crazy yeah you know which is probably accurate right but it didn't get the response that i thought it would it was more of a wow i don't know if i ever want to make you angry if you did, you know did they say but, my friend is a dick and here's why at this point no but if they consider me friends they would fill this segment with that story, I think. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that's kind of like on uh, Parks and Rec, one of my favorite uh, characters on there. Um, <laughs> he says, when, somebody, when I feel like somebody's getting too close to me, I pers purposely call them by the wrong name just to let them know where they stand. Yes. <laughs> mine, mine is more... Yours is a little more passive-aggressive. Like, yeah. So that's a good way to sum that up. Yeah, it, it's more of a, you know, yeah, you've made it very clear to me the first time I talked to you that this is your name, not this or this. And I made a conscious effort to still screw it up for you somehow and hope that makes you feel bad. It's kind of like at work, my job, there's an HR lady that she always calls me Ryan for some reason, Ryan. And I don't even correct her anymore. I just acknowledge that I'm Ryan in her mind. So I'm like, you work in HR. Like, yeah, you would think that that would be a little higher priority to know what your name is. And I know who the Ryan is that she thinks that I am, and he's tall, he's a little taller like me, he's a little skinnier than I am, but he's got a beard too, so I think that just anybody, any bearded dudes that are six foot one are, are Ryan anymore. Well, you know, all of us bearded dudes look the same. Yeah, we're all the same, <laughs> all look the same. White folks with beards all look the yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. Men, women, if you've got a beard, y'all look the same. Yeah, even like the old Amish lady from Kingpin, yeah. you know, she looks the same. She'd be a Ryan too. Yeah, she's a Ryan. <laughs> Definitely a Ryan. 
<laughs> just, and I, I thought at first she was doing it just to mess with me, like that she like didn't care, didn't you know respect me as a human being, which very few people do. But no, it's just the fact that she thinks in her mind that I'm Ryan, and it's like I'm okay with that, you know. At least you're somebody to her, right? You know, what if she was just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. forget about it. Uh, hey, there you are. Yeah. Well, I know you know, but there, there you, you are. are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the whole name thing with people. And I'm, and I'm terrible with names. I really oh, I am. am for a guy with a, like, I remember everything, but names, for some reason, I'm just, I'm garbage at. I'm well, absolute terrible. I discovered something else that it is impossible right now with starting in a new place to go in and learn people's names because everybody's wearing a mask. Right. So when I see somebody and they're not wearing their mask, like sitting in, at their desk and I walk by their office, I'm like, I wonder who that is. And then I see their mask came there. Oh, that's, that's Flower Duck Lady. Even, even better <laughs> yet, I once went on three, count on three dates with a woman. I didn't even know her name. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Oh, boy. She, she actually said on the third date, she's like, do you even remember my name? And I'm like... Um, um, I'm, I'm, I got out of it in a sly way, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I, I didn't, I hadn't at that point. And I'm like, you know, we've been out three. She's like, what am I saved in your phone as? And I'm, uh, I'm sure it was like nice tits or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's a compliment. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, do you see any other nice tits listed in my phone? No. I mean, there's like asshole and there's Adam asshole. And, yeah. Yeah. My friend's a dick. My friend's a dick, yeah. <laughs> Which There's, is more of a group. And, somebody, and, and she's like, one of these guys is just saved here with an eggplant emoji. I'm like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know? Well, I know that's not Eddie. No, no. <laughs> He's the angry face, the angry oh, okay. emoji. The, the small one, not the bigger one. Yeah, the small one. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't even <laughs> third date. <laughs> that's the terribleness hmm. to this fill, though. Hmm. No wonder people don't like me. No Holy you, shit. Why are you single? I can't figure it out. <laughs> you just cracked the I'm code. I'm having a hard time. You with... cracked the code. I don't understand. You cracked the code. I am a terrible human being. Yes, I will admit <laughs> that. I am terrible. I know why no one wants to live with me or date me because I'm impossible. I am fucking terrible. <laughs> well. I, I know this, though. I know this about me. Like. I just know that I'm very set in my ways. I do what I do. I'm a great. I care. I, I'm a yeah. loving guy. I'm nice. I'm polite. Just I. Just I'm very. I don't know. I'm I'm difficult to get along with well, sometimes. The, there'd be a lot to tolerate right. for a woman that dates you. Well, I know, and it, like for instance, I was going to talk about Christmas presents uh, at some point. And I guess we will now. I had two different girlfriends for three straight Christmases get me a watch because I always ran late. And, like, that, that was the hint they were trying to give me. Like, you're that was their passive-aggressive, yeah. you know. So, like, three straight Christmases, two different girlfriends gave me a watch for Christmas. Hmm. It's not like I got her an exercise bike or a fucking vacuum cleaner <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> I get a goddamn watch. Yeah. Do you that, like it? I'm like, yeah, but I'll never use it. I yeah, mean, here's your blender. You obviously, no, I don't give a shit about time. <laughs> yeah. I think I've made that abundantly clear by being late all That's the time. Right. <laughs> I'm over that now, though. I'm not really late. I, I've, I've kind of grown up, or uh, a maturation, if you will. But I've, I've I I used to be really bad about being late. You know, yeah. just well, I can make it there in ten minutes, and you can never make it someplace. Never, ever. You know, so you got to give yourself some extra time. Especially and I never, here where we live, out in the middle of BFE. Yeah, one one 
shit spreader pulls out in front of you and you're late. You're just effed right there. So, you know. Or deer. You know that pretty well, too. But now I'm like the opposite. I, I feel that it's, I get really ticked off when somebody is late and doesn't get a hold of me or doesn't right. like. And I hate those people that get a hold of you 10 minutes after it's supposed to be somewhere and be like, I'm going to be 20 more minutes late. And you, no shit, Sherlock. You know. <laughs> I'm going to be 20 more minutes late. And then they're 15 minutes late for that. So yeah. that, that kind of stuff. See, that, I was always a, a victim of this, too, because I was perpetually late. But I'd always be like, I'd give that best case. Like, I'd, I'd say, oh, I'm going to be like 15 minutes late. When I knew it was going to be more like a half hour. Yeah. But it's like, and I've learned this. So I've learned. Just be straightforward there. Be like, if you think it's going to be a half hour, be like, I'm going to be like 30, 35 minutes. Get, be realistic with your shitty estimates yeah. because you're a terrible person. So just own it. So I've just like my realization that I know I'm difficult to get along with. There's no doubt why I'm single. Um, I, it's a realization. I've 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 reached this level where I know I know yeah. this about me. Like, so I'm just gonna be straight up. And a lot of people are like, it's like you don't even care. Somebody asked me that the other day. It was something that was, you don't even care. I'm like, actually don't. And that really threw them for a loop because yeah. people really aren't used to hearing that. No, when when you're brutally honest with somebody right. about something like that, they generally will take a Huh. You know, uh, they, they don't know how to react to it, which is a great way to get out of ha them having a reaction. Well, people don't really ask you for things when you obviously let them down so many times. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's that's kind of like uh, when people are getting married, um, they ask for, sometimes my friends, guy friends have asked for advice. And the advice I give to everybody that's about to get married is, here's what you do. Do a load of laundry and fuck it all up. I mean... Make the colors run. Get everything. Just make it terrible. You'll never have to do laundry again as long as you're married. Yeah. That's probably pretty true. Saves like advice. Especially right if it's her stuff. Exactly. I, that's what I usually put. I'm like, try to add as much of her stuff as you can yeah. possibly. Yeah, that and white just, shirt that's now like a brown. Yeah. But not a nice brown. <laughs> not a nice brown. <laughs> so I want to know now, there's levels of brown from nice to not nice. <laughs> well, I think we know where that goes. Okay. You know, I, I, I think we know the range of brown that you might not like, <laughs> you know. Is that kind of like that, my, my favorite old uh, joke, uh, what's brown and rhymes with Snoop? Yeah. Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's a pretty good joke, actually. <laughs> I, I said that one time and my friend's like, Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm like, it's Dr. Dre, you bitch. And they're like, oh, that's not the direction I expected that to go. No, no, not at all. But, you know, a pleasant direction. Yeah. You want a good direction with it. Yeah, and I, I'm like, where's your mind at? What's brown and rhymes with Snoop? It's Dr. Dre. Oh, I, some people. <laughs> some people. But, yeah, you know, yeah, there are definitely varying shades of brown. Brown? Yeah. Okay. There, there's like your nice, you know, tan wood grain color then there's the you know like your chocolate brown and then yeah. then there's just shit brown <laughs> I, I couldn't take a drink of my beverage here because i knew that it was going to be a spit take if i did because <laughs> i knew you were just going to pull out the big guns and be like just shit brown yep shit brown same thing with green <laughs> yeah. you know if you've had a really bad night you're going to have that shit green color too yeah. but there are some really great you know emerald emerald green you know deep forest pine green you know yeah. that those are nice colors Kelly in the Crayola box. Yeah. I don't know how Kelly got her name associated with green, but Kelly Green, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful shade. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of in that emerald green, maybe yeah. a little lighter, a little lighter in emerald green. But you just cannot mistake shit brown. I mean, 
GM had a penchant for painting cars shit brown during the 80s, if you remember that. Yeah. They just like it looked like a turd going down the road. Your 6000 LE that looks like a turd or your sweet citation or whatever. So yeah. Oh, remember when you remember when you'd see like the uh like the citations and they they'd be like three different shades like a tricolor. Oh yeah. From like really a yellow that nobody wants to an orange that nobody wants to shit brown. Yeah. Kind of like the Astros uniforms there in the mid-'80s, too, how they had that oh. progression of colors. But now those are regarded as classics. I would actually wear one of those, but it could, there, there could only be one name on that jersey that I would wear, and that's Nolan Ryan. Yes. There you're back to being Ryan. Yeah. Maybe that's why she calls you Ryan. She knows something. <laughs> she knows something. She's I don't, been to the future. Don't toy with my emotions like that, because you know that I, I think that's probably true. She's been to the future. She's seen you wearing that Ryan that jersey. That Nolan Ryan jersey? That you know, if she starts calling you throwback, yeah, you know it's you I'm know like, that for a hundred percent it's true. It's going down. Yeah, you know a hundred percent that that's true. It's kind of like how dogs can sense things. Sometimes I think I might I should go to a doctor and get checked up because my dog's been all over my ass lately, like concerned with me. Probably just spilling stuff on you at lunch. That that's probably more realistic. You're right. Nobody gives a shit about Phil. Thank you. <laughs> That dog don't care. You, you smell that like food. That dog's just happy that I feed it. Exactly. She's a good dog. But you're right. You're right. I don't have cancer. Well, maybe I do, but yeah. But the dog don't care. <laughs> I've, I've been told for years cancer isn't what's going to kill me. It's probably either my bad attitude or my alcohol consumption, one of the two. Yeah. Well, I, I would think that if exposed to alcohol, cancer would not survive that. I mean, Russians do pretty well with it. Yeah. So I think it's a preventative measure. You know, the two things the Russians have that, like, really make them the lively, spry people they are, and that's booze and cold. And a third arm from yeah. Chernobyl. Well, yeah, of course. Man, I'd love to go there now. A, a gentleman that I know actually visited there a couple of years ago and had some just unreal pictures it's, it's from there. Because life kind of froze yeah. with everything that happened. Yep. There's a terrible, I watched a, a horror genre flick a uh, while back where they were at Chernobyl. And it was because, you know, the, 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 the monsters were, of course, mutated people and animals that had lived underground for years. Right. Terrible movie. Don't watch it. I don't even remember the title. It's not worth your time. No Nicholas Nick Cage. Cage probably should have been in it. <laughs> Actually, Richard Gere and Nick Cage were the two. No, they were not. They, were, they had executive producer credit. I, I think the name was just Chernobyl or something. You know, they really went above and beyond in creative to try to figure out a name for this movie. They're like, what do we call it? Uh, call Chernobyl. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we got nothing else. There's no rights on that, so <laughs> we can use that. <laughs> yes, I think we just lapsed into terrible Russian accents there. <laughs> yes, we did. So for all our Russian fans out there, we're sorry. Call us. Let us know how we're, we're creeping that way. We had people from, from England <laughs> listening. You know what's really blowing my mind? We had people from the United Kingdom tune in and download our podcast. It was just after my Yankee Doodle episode. So I wonder if it wasn't their intelligence over there. It could have been. Like, is this guy a threat? And then they listened to episode two and they're like, shit, he's not even a threat to his own penis. <laughs> but those bathtub faucets better watch it just watch out now the downspout will get them every time we just we just have to we just have to spread the field full of downspouts and centerfolds why do i have the feeling now that we're all over the telly over there with just that sound clip of you talking about yankee doodle on on the uh, bbc <laughs> and telling them that they had the audacity to come ask for our help in world war ii yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
never travel to Europe again. <laughs> yep, that ship has sailed. Oh, good Lord. Well, it's all right. Maybe I'll be an ambassador for Brexit or something then. There you go. Maybe I'll be their Yankee Doodle Simpleton, and they're like, this guy gets Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Even though those bastards over there don't understand it. Oh, <laughs> boy. You know, you brought up Chernobyl. Have you seen the documentary film that was done? Like the, it, It's not really a documentary. It's, it's a, like a mini-series. Uh, I have not, but I will definitely check that out. It, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's very, very true to life. It's got all real people in it. Is it kind of like a reenactment of what yeah, happened? Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's like a five-parter. But oh, it, it's really, really good. And uh, my, my son, even before that, had been like, he studied a lot about Chernobyl in that. And he, he was, it was a little annoying to watch, watch it through with him because there were small parts that didn't really matter to the plot of everything. He'd be like, well, that actually happened this way. And right. I'm like, but they didn't have two hours to go through that one part, so they, they summed it up. It's kind of like us trying to explain quantum physics in that one episode. It's like, we don't have the time. Let's just cliff note it, broad stroke it. Let's get through this, right? Right. You know, and my knowledge of quantum physics, physics might be, uh, Phoenix? Quantum phoenix. Well, whatever it is, is probably limited compared to most people that actually know anything about that. But See, I still feel like we put out a quality explanation, a 50,000-foot overview, cliff notes I think of quantum so. physics. And I cannot hear the word quantum without thinking about Scott Bakula ever. <sighs> no. Ever. No, and, you know. What a brilliant he, show premise. He played a hell of a Sam. He was, he was great. So one day, I remember I was uh, about four or five years ago, I was on one of my kicks, and I was having a day, and I, I was watching some Quantum Leap reruns, probably in my boxer shorts. As people do. I've watched my share of Quantum Leap reruns. Having some booze. And uh, I decided we should have an app for your phone that makes it sound like Ziggy when you hit it. So yeah. I, I did research, and sure enough, there is one out there already. Really? I thought I'd come up with something. I thought I was going to be the, the forerunner, forefront of something for once in my life. No. But still not a bad app. I, I did. I think I downloaded it on my last phone. And yeah, if you like, if you like, bang your phone, it make the noises like. Oh. Yeah, you should look into it now. It's I, I'm going to so that I can sit there at work and be like, oh, well, what? Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome. So there. And for our listeners, check it out. If you're a Quantum Leap fan and you love that part of the show, that that little nostalgic part, download that app. You're welcome, whoever created that app. Yeah. Free plug. And if you would like to sponsor That's right. with the literal dollars that you are making, <laughs> if you would like to sponsor the podcast. Send us you know, 20% of those $8 you make from downloads. Right. $8, $8 a year that, <laughs> that you make so that somebody can have it without ads. <sighs> this is the life we've chosen. It is. It is. <laughs> and I'm not disappointed too much with it. It's time to self-promote again. If you enjoy our podcast, share with people. If you hate it, share with people you don't like. Maybe it was the wrong time to self-promote. But if you're hating it and you're listening this far in, then you need yeah. to reevaluate if you truly dislike it or, or not. Yeah, you need to listen to the last part of the podcast that says make good choices and take that to heart. Because that's the totally redeem yourself with yes. that. Yes, I mean, that's... That's really what the whole podcast is about, is make good choices. Yes, make good choices. We this, were totally off base. <laughs> this podcast is about making good choices, because we tell you about all of the shitty, terrible choices we've made in life. 
Yes, you could learn a lot from us. Like everything that grinds my gears really shouldn't ever grind my gears because maybe I'm neurotic. I don't know. Well, you know, some people might be, well, it's really petty to hate on Mariah Carey, but no. Is it really, no, though? No, it's not. Yeah. Do you ever see her in the Zohan movie, Don't Mess With the Zohan? <laughs> I never watched that movie purposely, but I didn't know she was in it. Now I will. She's in it, and the bitch comes through, even Does acting. She? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, her bitchiness mm. shines through even though she's oh, acting. She doesn't nail the role. You can just see She's the... playing herself. Basically, And yeah. it's like she does a really good job because the lady she's playing is a bitch. Kind of like Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. He's just playing himself. Right. So she's just playing herself a bitch. I mean, Mariah Carey, when she was younger, she's still not, she's still attractive, but she was right. stunning when she was in her 20s. And then, of course, she did what most of those Hollywood women do or popular celebrities do. Just They, they all start to look... Exactly the same because they all go to the same plastic surgeons. I and, feel the, like. and then they all look like Joan Rivers. That's just like I can never tell any of the Kardashians or any of those apart, whether they're male or female, because they all go to the same plastic surgeons. Yeah. They all look exactly the same. Am I wrong here? No, you're like not. Even the Jenners, they all look exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, because they get the same lip injections. They and, get the and these, same they're, boobs, butt, everything, hips. It's kind of like photographers. You can tell right. an Ansel Adams when you see it. Right. You can tell the Kardashian plastic surgeon when you see his work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's just that's the norm, though, now. Like, all these women, I guess we have this idea of what beauty is, and that's what they want to do, but it just look, it, it becomes overproduced. It's like, it's like using, it's like using uh, what do those singers use? The, to- the auto-tune. auto-tune, yep. I mean... They all sound exactly the same because it just tunes their voice. to. So that's what we're going to women-wise with the Kardashians and the other ilk. They just all look the same. Yeah. Yeah, that is very, very true. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Essentially, it's a Twilight Zone episode. Like like the one where they have no mouth because eventually they have to get the mouth covered up because of all the Botox injections that just falls off. Right. I mean, it's no longer there. Yeah. So is is that what we're really trending to? I mean, with people with money. Yeah, huh. I, it seems that way, doesn't it? I feel it's the same way with filters on different apps, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of times women are like, uh, bitch, I've seen you in real life. I'm not saying you're ugly, but you don't look anything like that. No. And that, that is, yeah. The, the filters have basically taken the place of plastic surgery, except for it's not permanent. So, so is that really, that's catfishing, too, though, I feel like. if you It is. If you're an online presence and you're out here trying to pursue these... You know, a relationship or if, something. If I put a filter on too much, it makes my beard look like shit brown. Right. Yeah. You look like an 86 citation. Yeah, exactly. I look like a really old piece of caramel, uh, candy corn. Oh, <laughs> oh candy corn. Ugh. Yeah. By the way, candy corn is terrible. If you eat that shit, you have no soul. I do every now and then take partake in a couple pieces, and it reminds me that I don't like it. I don't like But it. it's like candy, pretty good. Corn, can't argue with that. Candy corn? Ugh. Corn skeezes me out. I chew the shit out of corn for reasons that, of course, you probably can figure out. Yeah. I think, I think that, that you probably went far enough with that. I like the flavor. I like the idea. Yeah. I like to mix it with mashed potatoes. It's just very off-putting the next day. Kind of like if you eat a cake with a lot of blue food coloring and the frosting, the next day is going to be weird. 
Yeah. Or you drink a bunch of grape pop. Yeah, or pickled red beets, too. Yeah. Don't eat too many of those, because you, you no. might think you're dying. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you might be if you eat enough of them. <laughs> How do you feel about things that are pickled? Do you like pickled things, like pickles and beets I, and I really like pickled bologna. Pickled I don't like pickled eggs, okay. but I, I don't like hard-boiled eggs. Okay. Not a hard-boiled egg That's fan. okay. We can, we can work with that. Do you eat deviled eggs at all or no? Yes. Okay. Huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. Because I know people that think that pickled things are just whatever it is soaked in pure evil. One of my friends says that. No. I, I don't get it. I, like Pickled things are, are good. I, I really like pickled green beans are good. Pickled asparagus. I was just going to say you get those like jars with all the different vegetables. Pickled yeah. onion. Pickled onion is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just One of my so favorite good. bars I used to shoot uh, darts at out in Seattle is called the Pickled Onion. Oh, nice. Irish pub. And uh, let me tell you, I got pickled there a few times. Yeah. Kind of hard to argue with pickles when... At one time, self-induced. I was at one time I was in a lot a lot of dart leagues out there. I was in the top twenty five. I was number twenty four in the Greater Seattle area for darts. Wow! Quit. Haven't played since. Don't care. I was a good bowler at one time too. I know you can't tell now when we <laughs> bowl, but I used to be really good. I don't remember. I let's put it this way. I've been I've been good at more things than I'm bad at right now. I think. Huh, that's a profound thought, yes. Well, you're aging, my friend. But it's your focus, though, what you focus on. Like right now, I mean, I just focus on bringing people terrible content and podcasts. And you probably rank, you definitely rank number one on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely bring more terrible content than you do, that's for sure. Oh, I bring my fair share. It's really become kind of a competition between the two of us to see it's It's a race to the bottom, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Hey, if you're listening to us still, thank you. You know, I don't think I've said that yet. I know and it's absurd to thank your listeners. but Thank you, and I'm sorry. Yes, and uh, sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. Sorry. <laughs> What's the best <laughs> Christmas present you ever received? Oh, boy. I received some pretty good ones. Oh, okay. Like, from my childhood, probably a... Uh... Wow, that, that's a tough question, because I have received... Some pretty good ones. Okay. Um, no, anything from guitars to guitar Gu- amps that I got when I was when I was younger to, um, well, I've I've just received a lot of good ones. It's really hard That's to choose. Good. This is good. See, you've had a really good life, and a lot of people that care about you. If this is a problem you have, I yeah, I, I I feel pretty blessed to have that issue. You know, yeah. I'm not like. Well, one year I received a lump of coal and was able to stay warm for an hour. See, when I was like six, I got a stick. And my birthday's two days after Christmas. So my dad broke it in half and said, now you have two sticks. Happy birthday. (laughs) Were they pretty nice sticks? I mean, Uh, as far as sticks go. Mediocre. Okay. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10 grading sticks, they were a solid six. So, I mean, he just didn't go out and grab the first one in the yard. This was no, maybe the third or fourth. He took some time. I mean, yeah. he put at least three to seven minutes worth of searching into it, I feel like. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And broke it in half, and I, now you have two sticks. Happy birthday. That's what it's like to have your birthday two days after Christmas, folks. Yeah, that, that would be rough. It's not bad. I can tell you the greatest Christmas present I ever received. What was it? It was the gong. Oh, yeah. I spent six or seven years asking for a gong for Christmas, and none of my girlfriends thought I was serious, so they never bought it for me. 
And one finally did. And that was enough to convince me to marry her. And what I learned is never trust a gong because we've been divorced for five years now. So. Yeah. So if you're marrying somebody simply because they got you the greatest Christmas present ever via gong, don't do it, man. Just don't did do it. Did you at least hit the gong after the divorce was final? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did. I was going to say, because that seems like a pretty appropriate use of it. And now on the anniversary of our divorce, I hit it the amount of years we've been divorced every year. Oh. Yeah. That's... That's a fitting tribute. You can also hear that gong on Sportsline and also the Saturday Night School of Rock. That's the same <laughs> gong we use. Well, yeah. The Eddie tried to commandeer from you. I know he did. We had to free the gong. Remember the free the gong yeah, campaign? That, that was a huge hashtag. I th- it was trending. It was very much trending because he tried to liberate the gong from me. And yeah. I said, I fought hard. My ex-wife bought me this gong. Yeah, you earned it. You fought for that. Yeah. Unbelievable. But it's back. And we're good. But yeah, no, that's not the reason I decided to marry her. But it was the greatest gift for Christmas I ever received. She bought me a nice gong, too. She didn't go to, like, some novelty shop and spend $29. She went to an actual music store, yeah. bought me the name brand. I've, I've seen it. It's nice. $150 on a gong or something like that. <coughs> I was taken aback that somebody would care that much. Hmm. Once Very again, nice. that's why I'm single. Well, yeah. When... <laughs> When the best thing they can think of to buy you is a gong. <laughs> that's what I asked for, though. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. No, it, that's a pretty solid gift because it is a nice one. But the thing is, is people, none of my ex-girlfriends thought I was serious because they thought I was just fucking with them that I wanted a gong. Yeah. When really that's what I wanted and I tried to convey this. Like, I don't remember how many times I said, I'd be like, no, I want a gong for Christmas. <sighs> communication. Yeah. It's all about communication. You know, I've surprised my wife, wife with a couple things. She surprised me with a couple things. But for the most part anymore, it's just like, what do you want? Okay, go ahead and get it. And that's this, you know, this is your Christmas gift. <laughs> See, and the, that's the beauty. Like, I only currently buy for my, uh, you know, uh, siblings and my parents and my kids. So they don't really care what I get them for the most part. They, just, they say it's the thought that counts. So, yeah, it's easy. That's a nice way of saying you're a really shitty gift buyer. Oh, and I know I am. <laughs> absolutely. Although this year I think I nailed it with the kids because I got them absolutely something that I would have wanted when I was a kid, and they didn't even know that they needed. Yeah, my, my kids have done pretty well over the years themselves. They, they've not, you know, we, we've been able to pull some things out that, they didn't think we, even when they were younger, they were like, well, you won't be able to get that. And it's like, oh, yeah, Nailed we're it. resourceful. Nailed it. When, when your kid asks you for a discontinued toy that hasn't been made in like 25 years and you find one that is complete at a price that didn't absolutely kill us. Teddy Ruxpin? Nope. <laughs> what was it then? It was a Unicron Transformer. Oh, snap. Yeah. So like. Transformers hold the value like ridiculousness too. Yeah. Especially the vintage ones. Yeah. And this was com- it wasn't not new in the box. Yeah. But it was 100% complete and in perfect condition. He still got it. He Beautiful. He still has it. So, you know, I'm sure that it's worth a lot more than what we paid for it now. So the one thing I still have from my youth is all of my Hot Wheels cars. Those were my my biggest treasure when I was a kid, which they're fairly inexpensive. We didn't we grew up, we had all our needs were met, but we didn't have a lot of extras, so the Hot Wheels cars were always my thing, and I love them. Well, I passed them along to my son, 
And he's not really, he played with them a little bit, and he got some of his own, people gave him, but my ex-wife wanted to throw them away. This was after her divorce. I'm like, no, I'm taking those back if you're going to throw them away. Well, yeah. They're, you know, you look at some of the money that those Ridiculous. things are worth and now. Some of them are, I mean, we're talking about Hot Wheels cars from the early 80s, mid-80s, too, so yeah. Yeah. And I kept them very pristine because that's how I was. You know, when you, when you don't have much, you tend to take care of it. Yes. Yeah, I, I had my Star Wars collection of stuff, which I wish I still had. Yeah. Was, was like that. I, you know, I had the Darth Vader head case for all the figures, and I kept all their stuff in there. And yeah. And I, I was pretty, pretty good with the other, other stuff. I'd destroy. You know, I'd take my GI Joes out and shoot them with a BB gun and burn them. Put some uh, firecrackers on the shit and just let it fly. Yeah, yeah. I still have that guitar that you bought with me, my very first guitar. We went to Port Huron, if you remember yep, that. I do. Eb- it's an Ibanez yep. named Emily. I do remember do that remember as well. remember why it's named Emily? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this girl I liked, uh, we all kind of liked her. Her name's Emily. Um, this guitar's name is an Ibanez. So, you know, Ibanez. And we found out that Emily actually was more into women. And so at the time when I was naming my guitar, because this was shortly after this had all happened and we purchased the guitar, I said, this is Emily because it's Emily I'm a les. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, if, if, if I helped you buy a guitar, it was going to be an Ibanez. Yes. GAX70. I, I kind of have a few of those myself. <laughs> I still have it. I have a couple other guitars and a bass and everything, but I don't play anymore. I suck terrible i'm getting there my hands are starting to get stiff from being old and i've noticed that i've had to change how i play to uh to still feel like i can play (laughs) probably not as aggressive anymore yeah no it's not (laughs) i mean it's still pretty solid i'll I'll, I'll i heard you i heard you guys on halloween you guys sounded great yeah so it's it's still pretty solid but yeah i've definitely had to change how i would normally play can you believe of all the things though um when I got back with Eddie about being able to go out and about again, the first thing he mentioned, well, we can get the band back together and practice and again now. I'm like, yeah. All right, Eddie. Well, we've been, obviously, we've chatted a lot about that mm-hmm. with the band. You know, we, we've kind of just dispersed for now because, I mean, hell, it's going to be, even if we could get back together and practice tomorrow, it's going to be another month before the, <coughs> right, before everything opens up that we could actually get in somewhere and play. Before you'll so. be gigging, yeah. Right. So, you know, we're probably looking at, if everything opened up tomorrow, mid-January, before we play anywhere. So we have time to... It's been kind of nice with the transition and the new job and everything else to not have to worry about practice. But, man, I miss it. You know, and, Yeah. And you miss the guys, too. See, I mean, with all this going on, I've been thinking about I needed to pick my guitars back up. And, you know, because I had learned a few songs back in the day, nothing major, but a little bit, you know, enough to be dangerous, enough to... Enough to say, you know, sit by a campfire being that douche that says, and here's Wonderwall, you know? Yeah. Um, with, the, with my acoustic. And uh, there's like three boxes of junk sitting in front of my guitars because I have a trio of them on a stand, my acoustic, my bass, and Emily. And uh, I said, I've got to clear those boxes first. And, uh, yeah, only one of them has been cleared out of there, and then I can pick up the guitars. Yeah. I don't know what I do with all my time. It just kind of escapes. Isn't it weird? I mean, it, it seems like I, I make plans to do stuff over the weekend. All right, I got... I got three things I want to do Saturday and get done, mm-hmm. and then by the end of Sunday, I've got one of them done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm going to do those three things, then I can relax Sunday, and no. So the number one thing I've learned when I'm making my list of things I need to do is I I can easily overwhelm myself and psych myself out. 
So I have to make sure that my list is like, even put low-hanging fruit on there. Like a lot of days anymore with the shit that's been going on, I put shower on there. Like, well, yeah. Literally like, Phil, take a goddamn shower. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, it's odd because when I was off and I wasn't really, I was just working from home all and the time. And that's what I'm working from home right now to, to, to all our listeners. So I, I'm, I'm employed. I'm, I have a great job. But I'm working from home. The motivation is just a little different. It is. It's weird because, like, you know, now I start at 7 a.m., so yeah. I'm up, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock and getting ready. And um, I'm out by 3.30 usually. So I, I'm my schedule is totally different than what it was because a lot of times, because I could just work on stuff whenever I wanted to, I'd wait until, all right, everybody's in bed. They're doing their own thing. Now I'll start my work day. Yeah. You know, and I, I'd work on stuff, and I would... Work on it till two, three in the morning, and then uh, I didn't set an alarm. So See, you know, and I'm I work better that way also, especially when I was more into design intensive engineering work. A lot of times, my bosses would get on me and be like, "What? You know, we're not seeing you in, in the office for full eight hours." I'm like, "Well, you don't." see the four to six hours at night when I'm in my creative cycle. Right. Well, I'm figuring a lot of this shit out, you know? Yeah. Just because I'm not in the office doesn't mean I'm not working. Yeah, well, I actually have to do some work for work after we get done with this. Oh, and, boy. Uh, you should have I, another beverage then. I find, I, find <laughs> that I, uh, I find that I get a lot more work done yeah. when I can just, when I'm not in my office and nobody talks to me and... You know, and it, it's kind of a funny phenomenon because, like, my brother works from home now because of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. They told him that his department is so much more productive that they'll never work back in the office again. <laughs> like, you assholes get together and all you do is bullshit. Yep. You know, <laughs> you guys are more concerned about what you're having for lunch than what you're going to do before lunch. So, yeah. <laughs> there he, is no production from 1030 to noon because you guys are uh, yeah, from 1030 sending to two. wingding emails about what the fuck you're going to eat for lunch. <laughs> so, you and know. Juan I, over there can't, can't decode it. I think companies are discovering that, yeah. you know, there, there's a lot of good that comes from people working from home. You don't pay for the square footage for them to sit in an office. Right. You don't have, you know, you literally have to supply them with a laptop. Not to mention it's better for the environment, too. Yeah. People aren't driving in as much. So I, there's some good that will come from all this from people having to work from home that I think will end up being huge. I just hope we get enough listeners that this can be my job so I can be a podcast caster broadcaster yeah so as we mentioned before share this because Please. nobody's going to know about it if it's through phil and i because nobody talks to us but each other and i can only download the thing so many times a day to make it look like we have listeners that's what adam does for me that's why he's a good friend he's not well, my, a dick he's a good friend because my he does friend's that not money. a dick and here's why my friend's not a dick and here's why because he goes above and beyond to make sure that phil has his needs met <laughs> When it comes to the numbers we, for this podcast. We make sure that the ego is, is properly stoked. <laughs> and uh, no, I, I honestly, I usually listen to each one yeah. once. And I don't know that I've even listened to all of them back once. So I, I've probably only count for five of our, <coughs> five well, of our I listens. Think, I think I've told you this before. I do not like hearing my own voice. So I don't listen to anything I record, and I don't look in a mirror ever either. I dislike it. Well, we've kind of recognized the latter. Yeah, seeing myself <laughs> in a mirror makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I yeah, can I only can imagine. See that. I, I know why I'm so off-putting for people in the general public then, too. Well, you know, the, the bad part for <laughs> me is people see me, and they're like, uh, and then I talk, and they're like, eee. That's right. And it's not just the sound of my voice. It's the content that comes out when I talk that I think really, really makes a lot of people uneasy. 
Well, you know, that's exactly it. I think that's, that's why one of my old math teachers used to say, uh, it's better to have everyone think you're a fool than to open your mouth and erase all doubt. Yes. I, I had a teacher that used to tell me that too. Yeah. And I thought, the fact that you know that quote tells me that you've been in education your whole life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Also had a coach that told me if you're a liability on the field, you're an asset on the bench. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> that might be both of us in the pocket. You know, we're we're, we're going to eventually get like, you know, p- guest guest right. appearance, and we're going to find out how unnecessary we are to the <laughs> success of this podcast. Isn't that going to be fantastic? That's why part of our plan has been we want to bring in guests and we want to maybe entertain some live shows, but uh, we wanted to get some of our own stuff under our belt just to prove how you know that's the the control group right to show how terrible we are following the scientific method. And when we bring guests on and, and we get way more listeners and way more hits, we're going to be like, oh, boy. It's going to be a rough day for Phil. Not only will he not uh, look in the uh, mirror or listen to his own voice, he's not going to go on the internets. No. <laughs> well, we are at one hour, one minute. Already? Already. We haven't even touched on the five things I wanted to talk about. No, no. And you don't get to. <sighs> All right. We'll leave the touching on to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll let other people reach out and touch us. Um, <laughs> if they have enough money, anything's possible. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. You've been listening to the PNA Podcast Express. Email, Email us. us at Pablo Nancy Elcatraz. That's PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. Send us all your mail. Send us all your whatever. If you want to sponsor, if you want us to come to your house and do an episode, we're not bo- above or below that. No. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your foes if you dislike us. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. Go ahead. No dick pics. No, well, tasteful dick pics. Okay. So at least garnish it with something. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Make good choices.